Welcome to the SD Voyager podcast, where we interview and feature the brightest and the most inspiring entrepreneurs across Southern California. Today, our host Madison will be hosting a panel with a few of our content partners and content partners help Voyage in so many ways from sponsoring our mission to spreading the word about the work we do and collaborating with us on content like this. And so with no further ado, here's Madison. Hi, everyone. My name is Madison. I am so excited for today's second San Diego Voyager Magazine podcast interview. Uh, We're going to be talking a little bit about fashion, running an online business, as well as being passionate about giving back to our communities through charities and nonprofits. So I've got three wonderful ladies here with me today, and I'd love if you could all just introduce yourselves, tell me your name and what you do, and we'll kick it off from there. Yeah, I'll start. Um, I'm Madison Pollard. I'm the owner and artist of Mad Kitchen Co. I create art and um, watercolor and pen prints, postcards, all sorts of paper goods and home goods. I'm currently based in San Diego, but I did get my start with this business in Richmond, Virginia. All right, who's next? And I'm Lindsay Radoff. Um, I'm the owner of Thoughtfully Hooded, which is a little boys clothing brand in San Diego. Um, All of my pieces have hoods that snap on and off. We launched in October of 2021, and we just released our second collection right before the holidays. Hi there, I'm Sybil Golan, uh, founder and co-owner of Buzz Vintage Boutique. Uh, We're an online women's clothing boutique. We carry accessories as well. Um, We're based a little bit north of San Diego. Uh, Los Angeles area and my dear partner's not here with me today, Drew, um, which is unfortunate because he's such a big part of our company, but uh, we we have an amazing time with photography and, you know, personal styling and selling online. It's really just a passion of both of ours. So thanks for having me today. Beautiful. Well, let's dive right in. I would love to know What has been the biggest challenge you each have faced when starting your company and how did you overcome that? I can kind of jump right in with that one. Um, Honestly, the biggest challenge initially was me. I wanted to get into a little boy's clothing line, but I honestly had no idea where to start because my background is anything far uh, far from um, design. I was a lawyer turned real estate agent turned stay at home mom really for the last couple Mm -hmm. of years. So I kind of turned where you kind of naturally would turn, which is the internet. And I started with the Google search, how to start a kid's clothing line. So really the obstacle was me just trying to figure this out and finding um, the right team in place. But that's really what helped propel me forward is just taking the time and the steps and finding the right team that could help me bring this um, vision to life. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I, if I could just, if I could follow Lindsay, because so much of what she said sort of resonated with me. Um, yeah. I think the 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 biggest challenge, especially if you're coming from an industry or a profession where it's it's you're not calling your own shots, it, it can be a little, you know, a little bit much and a little bit overwhelming mm-hmm. to have an incredible idea and and how do you execute it? What are the right. steps? And really just like Lindsay said start with a google search <laughs> that's real that's really kind of what we did as well and you find your way you mm-hmm. just find your way and um and stay true to your your vision you know not not compromising is super important 
Sybil, I love that you said that because I feel like I, I'll, I'll share that as part of how I started and people kind of chuckle. But for me, it's really the truth. So it's nice to hear that I'm not alone in that regard. <laughs> yes, you're not. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I feel like it's so much of the Googling and a lot of YouTube tutorials and things, yes. on how, whether it's how to start an Etsy or how to do X in your interest or field or industry. And um, I think I kind of experienced the same thing. I feel like maybe one of the biggest challenges for me was also me just not knowing when the right time was to make the leap mm -hmm. and work for myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I came from a different background as well. I have always been artistic and creative, but I was a pastry chef before I was wow. uh, working yeah. as an artist and ended up luckily having lots of great experiences and opportunities um, within the restaurant I worked for. Um, creating artwork and signage and things like that. And I think after enough time, I realized, okay, it's, it's a safe time to like, maybe make the jump. I mean, there were other factors, but that's definitely one of the hardest things is knowing when is it, you know, risk free enough to go out on your own? When yeah. is, it, you know, when do you have the resources, time and the drive and the motivation to really get started on like for your own project? Totally, totally. So walk me through, each of you are in pretty unique, yet probably a little saturated markets these days, especially after the pandemic. Walk me through what makes your small business unique. Oh, can I start with that one? Yeah, go for it. Customer service, mm. 100%. Also, also being inclusive in our community because mm. our community is pretty oversaturated right now. And I can imagine as a consumer, it's really difficult to jump online and just be bombarded by images and mm -hmm. prices and descriptions and not really knowing where to go. Um, I really think that the camaraderie and, and having each other's back does nothing but help lift up the community. And in our community, if we need something, we reach out to someone else. If we have a client or a customer who needs something and we don't have it, we reach out. And that's really, to, to me, it's my favorite. It's besides dressing people, that's one of my favorite parts of, of yeah. being in this business. I love it. Well said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For me, what kind of what makes um, my product unique and, you know, jumping into a um, fashion business with no experience was so daunting. But I think um, first, my shirts are a little unique in the sense that they have hoods that snap on and off. Um, I thought of it first when my son was three months old, it was a safety feature for me. I'd put him in his car seat and felt like there was so much fabric behind his head in the car seat that it was constantly pushing his head forward, which I didn't like. So I would have him wear the hoods. And then when we'd come home for nap time, I didn't like the idea of all that fabric around his head. So that's kind of what led me to do what I did. Um, our hoods snap on and off and each of our pieces come with two hoods. So not only is it a safety feature, but the hoods are interchangeable and you can change up the look of the outfit by changing the hoods. Wow. Also, I jumped into boys clothing, which was inspired by um, my son, Austin. I have an older daughter, but he inspired it. And so I wanted to be true um, to him initially mm -hmm. and you know, it's, there's a little bit of a void in the marketplace for cute boys fashion. So I think that kind of helped me initially and set us apart a little bit. And then I think um, what makes us unique is just sharing my story with people and sharing, pe sharing with people that, you know, I was a stay at home mom for so many years before I launched this. 
and here's our brand and it's tangible and you can feel it. And I think that's what sets us apart from um, some of the other companies. That's amazing. Those Mm -hmm. were around when my son was little. Oh, <laughs> I really do. They're so cute and so oh, smart. So smart. Thank, thank you. We're having a lot of fun with it and seeing a lot yeah. of great success. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. How do I get one of these coats with the removable hood? I feel like that's <laughs> practical for me too. I know. I know. Everyone says, when are you going to girls? When are you going to bigger sizes? My mom friends are like, when are you going to make women's clothing? I'm like, Soon, but you've got to take small steps before yeah. you can leap. So that's Absolutely. been my approach. I think yeah. that's really cool that it started because you had the actual need for a specific product. So, mm-hmm. I mean, your personal Thanks. connection there, I think is, you know, what is always going to set you apart when you're mm-hmm. a small business or if you work in a creative field, I feel like that's the case for me as well. I mean, mm-hmm. our, you know, products are very different, but there are a million people doing drawings on Etsy and you know, different types of um, illustrations of cities and towns and things like I create. But, you know, I always say I try to beat Hallmark to the punch. And instead of putting just giant, well-known general landmarks on an art print, I'll put a very specific corner store or a restaurant or dive bar or record shop or something that, you know, maybe not just any person would think to create. It's almost just too obvious, you know, but those are the things I find that people like. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it resonates with people because I I draw it because I have a personal connection in the first place, but, you know, a million other people will have that same connection to, you know, this specific restaurant or this specific thing that I'm illustrating. And I love just honing in on that. That's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> so in in these intros that we did earlier, I know even before we, we clicked record, you all are passionate about giving back to your community. What are you specifically passionate about in terms of nonprofits, charity work? Tell me a little bit more about that. I'll start. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I mean, I love I feel like the nature of my work has actually grown to give back itself because it, you know, it came out of the pandemic and Mm -hmm. I promote small businesses sort of indirectly. Um, It's just what I like to draw, but I feel like it does get the word out about there. It does promote just like small business culture. It promotes Mm -hmm. local support, just a spirit. It's just like an essence of an area or a neighborhood. And that's become really important to me. And I haven't really tied that to a nonprofit or anything just Mm -hmm. yet. But I find that when I illustrate certain places where I have lived or cities that I've traveled to and become inspired by, I always wind up with the connection to some sort of nonprofit in that place. And it's usually an animal rescue. Mm. And, you know, it's so cool to be able to say that you make a living doing what you love. But further than that, to be able to actually give back to an organization, it might be with a monetary donation, but maybe with time by contributing, you know, a fundraising product or project or something like that has become just such an incredible part of my business. It's sort of a facet of its own, to be honest. I love it. The two charities that I'm passionate about, one of course is Animal Rescue and it's, it's where um, my, my sweet yellow lab Stella comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a wonderful foundation in Malibu called the Sam Simon Foundation um, that rescues dogs and trains them to be service dogs. And it's just the most 
wonderful organization and they do amazing work. Um, they're nonprofit, so I, I, you know, really try to spread the word as much as I can about what they're doing. There's also uh, in, in my neck of the woods here in Agoura, there's a charity called the Eastwood Ranch Foundation. Same concept, rescuing animals um, and, uh, you know, rehoming them. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, there are local churches and local organizations that we do donate our clothing to, and that's just a constant throughout the year. I love my animals. I also really love to make the women feel good who yeah. don't have the means to dress appropriately for work or for whatever mm. their needs may be. Yeah. Um, so that that kind of feeds our soul too. Beautiful. I love yeah. that. For me, my give back um, has really been personal, just like my business was inspired by my um, by my son, Austin. So is the give back that I chose to support, which is called Hope for Two. It's the Pregnancy with um, Cancer Network. Mm-hmm. So when I was about three months pregnant with Austin, I got diagnosed with thyroid cancer. Mm-hmm. And before, before it happened, I honestly did not even realize that pregnancy and cancer went hand in hand. Yeah. I was just naive thinking that it was just nine blissful months as it should be, as it was my experience, thankfully with my, my daughter. Um, so I had a lot of challenges and setbacks during my pregnancy. And at the very tail end of it, I found through social media, somebody had commented on hope for two's um, page. And I found this amazing nonprofit where they support women who have also been diagnosed with some sort of cancer um, during their pregnancy. Mm. So I've been fortunate to serve as a mentor. I've actually mentored two gals who have also gone through thyroid cancer. Um, and then also part of my business at the end of the year, I give, um, donate an amount of my proceeds to hope for two and, you know, just slowly trying to make a difference and let people know. Cause I feel like it's just one of those things that people just don't realize can affect your pregnancy. Yeah. So I'm proud to support it. That is amazing. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. My next question is my favorite question that I have been able to ask in all of these interviews. And I am mm-hmm. taking mental notes every single time. What is one piece of advice you would share with your younger self? I would share with my younger self to stay patient, mm. to keep trekking along, not lose that motivation. And if you have the vision and the dream, it will come. When we were first, um, the the business idea started when Austin was three months old, but I did not launch it till he was almost three years old. So it's not something that happened overnight. Um, I had to find the right team that took months and months. The first few prototypes that we made after about 10 months of developing it were not good. Um, I held it in my hand and I always thought to myself, could I see this shirt selling in Nordstrom? And the answer was no. And as I kept moving forward and we just couldn't find our rhythm, I cut ties and found somebody new. Um, Then the pandemic hit and set us back. But I would definitely tell my younger self to just believe in yourself and your vision because six months into my launch, my shirts became available online at Nordstrom. So it will happen if you believe that it will take longer than you think it will. So be patient. Yes, (laughs) That's such a good piece of advice. I feel like just keep trekking along is one of those things. You just really have to believe it and just be in the weeds and just be on the grind because especially when you're younger and trying to figure Mm -hmm. out what you want to do, you end up, you know, figuring out what you don't want to do 
for a long period of time first. Yeah. I think that's just as essential as figuring out what you do want. And I think another thing you got to tell yourself or your younger self, if you could, you know, is to just follow your intuition because if it's mm. something that you enjoy doing, something that you believe in because it makes you happy, you know, even if you're not making all the money in the world, you're at least, yeah. it, you know, right. so it's like following, just following what you feel is right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll copy what both of you ladies said. I, that's, I, that's a hundred percent what what I would tell myself it's mm-hmm. it's probably the only thing I would add, I would add to it and the thing that's that's become so uh, sort of important for me as well is taking a break and mm-hmm. being kind to yourself and yeah. remembering that we can be more than one thing in this lifetime and if your instincts and your passion and your path takes you somewhere and it's not really happening you can take the good from that and go to that other open door. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a reason why we are on the path that we are on. And it's important to remember that. And it's important to, Hey, if this day is not treating you well, you, you can, you can rest. Yeah. You can, you can take a break because at the end of the day, we're really just fueling our passions. We're trying to contribute to society. We're all trying to raise children and, you know, be the best people we can be, but it's easy to lose sight of that when you're so, you know, ingrained and and impassioned by what you're doing. Yeah. Taking a break and, you know, giving yourself a break too. Yes. You're going to make mistakes and mess up and maybe, you know, follow the wrong path for a while before, you know, you get it just right. But I think that sometimes we're raised in this like world of perfectionism with lots of expectations and stuff. And that's not how it always goes. So you have to give yourself a sec to kind of explore different paths, you know? Yeah, definitely. I kind of think on the lines of that too, taking a break and, you know, also knowing your strengths and your weaknesses and not being afraid to ask questions, ask for help. I mean, we all started in industries we had no idea and asking the right questions and not feeling like there's a silly question and really delegating to other people who can help you, I think. Um, at first, you want to hold on to it so tightly and not let go. But then you realize that you can slowly start relinquishing control and having people to help you along in that journey, I think is really important, especially as you're starting out mm-hmm. and really listening to those in the industry that really have more experience than you do and absorbing yes. it, not putting your own pride or like letting your ego stand in the way, but really being a sponge and taking the advice of those who know more than you will help you get farther so much faster. Oh, for sure. You have to be a little bit vulnerable and be able to put yourself out there in order yes. to, you know, be more flexible in order to get further, you know? Yes. You, you really find out what you're made of, I think. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's not so pretty. Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely something I am learning in my young entrepreneur journey right now is giving myself grace and not being afraid to ask for help. I'm realizing I cannot do all of this by myself. And I am crazy for thinking that for so many years, but here we are. And 2023 is the year of, of asking for help and, you know, admitting where I, I need that extra support. That's so true. And, and Definitely. The, the support and the, the sense of community and mm-hmm. you know, opportunities like this to meet new, new women in business and yes. to 
really on those days when you're not feeling it to know that you've got a network is yes. everything. It really Absolutely. is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, one of the funny things is people don't realize about my name, Mad Kitchen Co. I actually kind of called it that as like a nod to all of the people who have helped me along the way, whether it's you know, my uh, boyfriend mm-hmm. who's excellent at tech and helping me with all sorts of web stuff or my best friend who is a PR consultant and her advice is just invaluable. And it's all these things that, you know, it's not like official employees or hires or anything, but it's almost impossible to do it all by yourself, you know, yeah. and you have to be okay with that. Well, my last question before we wrap up for today is what does 2023 have in store for you and your business? Sales and money. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, re- I received that. <laughs> yes. I like that. Honest answer. Besides sales and money, uh, continued growth. Mm. It's, it's um, this past year, the, the connection that we've had with other people in our industry, the friends that we have made, uh, what we learn on a daily basis is just amazing. So mm-hmm. we see this continued growth. We see uh, continued networking, and that's what is propelling us. And underneath that is, you know, our our dedication, our, yeah. our transparency, our customer service, which is first and foremost everything. Yeah. Um, with so many people offering the same types of services. Lindsay, you've got something that's really unique and different. You've got, you know, a, a great, uh, a, a great idea and a, and a great piece of merchandise that is, you know, that's, that's smart and that's really different. What Madison and I are doing, there are a lot of people doing what we're doing and it's a very mm-hmm. sort of artistic, like, where do you stand out? So, I grab onto something that I know I can do and I do it with my heart and my soul, which is mm. customer service. Yep. It's helping people find the right thing. It's delivering products that don't have stains, rips, or tears. It's making sure the people I buy from are well taken care of. It's making sure that a customer who may not be happy, you know, send it back. Nothing mm-hmm. is worth an unhappy customer. That right. just happened yeah. two weeks ago. A lady said something, it wasn't, oh, it didn't arrive in time. That was horrible. It didn't arrive in time. Mm -hmm. I said, you know what? Keep the dress. Just keep it. It's fine. Mm -hmm. We went through heck and back trying to get it to her. She not only returned the dress, but she spent twice as much money, which I had did Um, not anticipate her doing. mm -hmm. She's a dear cud, lifelong customer (laughs) now as as are, you know, a handful of others. But that really is the most important thing because there's a hundred people selling a hundred different items of clothing why are they going to come to me? Because it's been proven I can take care of you. And I've got a great network Mm -hmm. of people that will help take care if I can. And that's what makes it a business and not just a hobby anymore is your willingness for other people and your willingness to really, you know, turn it into something, take the next step. Yep. For me, what I'm hoping 2023 brings is just more collections. We released our second collection right before the holidays, which was so exciting. Introduced um, two more of our classic button downs and a long sleeve version of our Henley, but then the most adorable puffer jackets. Um, so I just want to expand. I want to um, release some new styles and just keep the business flowing and moving. 
Um, we're online on our website and at Nordstrom.com, but the goal is to get into the stores. And also I want to break into some boutiques. So that is high on my, my list for 2023. And then also um, I might have a product that's unique, but there's still so many boy brands and just fashion brands out there. But what I'm finding is, is setting so many of them apart is their presence on social media, mm. which is something that I kind of struggled with last year and building that momentum. So it's me putting myself out there more, yeah. um, being yeah. more vulnerable, introducing myself and the brand personally to my customer, and just being a real stronger force on social media. That's kind of high on my list of goals for 2023. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I think for me, this is the year where I have to um, really prioritize bringing on maybe my first more serious, more permanent employees that I hope to mm-hmm. with, actually. I've always had assistance, you know, with my farmer's markets and stuff like that. But um, this is the year I want to have um, someone that can really uh, help me free up my time so that I can do yes. more maybe community-oriented projects or I can do more things like the nonprofit work that I'm super passionate about, or just so I can generally scale my work um, yeah. on the next level. You know, I moved to San Diego a little over a year ago, and my goal that year was to scale my business and start illustrating a new region and grow my product collections and, you know, multiply my uh, types of products and just really explore different avenues and things within my business. But this is the year that I really want to kind of shift focus from just being a comfortable artist and a one woman show yeah. and to get to, you know, just the next level. That's a huge turning point. When you get to the point that you realize you are able to hire additional help, that's, that's amazing. So kudos Thank to you. Thank you. Yeah. You know, it's been kind of an interesting journey because I've been thinking about it and you know, really simmering on it for the past year. And I've kind of said uh, over and over, I don't really have time to focus on the whole hiring process and dealing with all of that. And, you know, I think that's a mindset that I have to change if I want to grow and really be successful. So absolutely. Well, thank you all so much for meeting with me today. So wonderful to hear a little bit more about your stories. And I'm feeling really inspired. I hope you are too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for putting it together, Madison. I love meeting all three of you ladies. You're just all lovely. Oh, thank you. All your info, and I'm going to be in touch. Absolutely. Absolutely. Feeling mutual. Thank you.